1: This week in league, after cutting out their cancer, the Broncos move on to the coaching equivalent of raw-dogging a hooker in the Congo.
0: Super League signs their new sponsorship deal, which is somehow worth less than a ball shaver to a podcast.
1: Realising they now lose Billy Walters to the Broncos, the West Tigers try to find a head coaching job at another club for Luke Brooks' dad.
0: Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 16 of the 2020 NRL season.
1: All that more, this week in league. Welcome to episode three sixty five of this week in league. I'm oh, Nate, and I'm Jay. Hey, you old man.
0: Man, good. Another Rona remote. It is episode. Another, another
1: Rona remote episode. As I'm down again. Oh man! With uh, the second wave of the 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 stop sending your sick little cunts to school virus. I'll tell you yeah. fucking what. It's just ripping. It's like. Ripping through this house in fucking waves Like I only have one kid sick at a time and, mm. uh, and I seem to get it off fucking both of them So, which is weird Because usually I'm the one that escapes Nasty But uh, this time This year it's my turn to get it uh, Don't let fucking Bill Gates And uh, all those people who believe the earth is a sphere Fool you The, uh, <laughs> the, the flu vaccine the, uh, Does fucking nothing <laughs> Tell you what the helping motherfucker.
0: <laughs> what a what a great fucking thing! Well, that is, did you see today? That Africa is now officially free of wild polio.
1: Yeah, wild polio. They've still got two strains or something that the vaccine polio out there, but obviously the yeah. wild, wild polio is a is a a more difficult one to contain. You would think so. So the fact yes. that they've eradicated it is uh, is amazing.
0: Yes. know the, the funny wild? thing: no fucking anti vaxxers in Africa.
1: Yeah. That's, cause that, you know? that's, that's because they, they die of, like, the, the lamest shit Africa has to offer, which is worse <laughs> than anything that we we have to offer. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking fine sipping your fucking turmeric latte in fucking Byron Bay, trying to catch a glance at fucking Chris Hemsworth, and, you know, being an anti-vaxxer. Yes. It's a, it's a lot fucking different doing that there than it is... Yes. I mean, the biggest fucking you know, vaccination crisis you have down in Byron Bay is, you know, we're all, we're all dirty cunts coming to, to, to Splendor. Or <laughs> fucking Blues and Roots. Like, <laughs> uh. so, yes. Nasty. Uh, news this week, well, <laughs> what do you think? This The last two weeks, or like, this is to be week three, where it's pretty much this week in Broncos. But today, we've at least wrapped up. One of the strands, one of the many, many strands. Many, many strands. Um, The Broncos have parted ways with Anthony Seabold. There was a press conference this morning. He met with the players first. There was a press conference that started like around quarter past nine. And Paul White and Seabold fronted the press conference. Both read statements that were prepared or sheets of paper in front of them. And then had an extremely awkward press conference where questions were sought and they didn't really answer any of them because then they did the well, they had the way they framed the whole press conference and the reasoning and everything, it makes me think that Seaball must have got more money. You know, he must have got the the amount of money that he wanted in return for allowing himself to be made a total fucking cuck in this press conference. Because White did most of the speaking and it was just basically like, oh, Anthony's, you know, we're worried about Anthony and his family. So, you know, we're happy to do this for the good of Anthony and his family. And this is a decision, you know, for Anthony and his family. And never at any point was performance mentioned. It was all the fault of uh, the, the COVID bubble and the the pressure that comes with being the Brisbane Broncos head coach and, you shit like that. And then so Seabold, yeah, Seabold reading is different to Seabold speaking. And, uh, the thing is though, the, he had nothing, he had nothing to say afterward. Like the, the, the questions were, and like, you know, the journalists who were there tried somewhat, not, not super hard, but they tried somewhat to tie up some of the other threads that have been out outgoing. Like for example, uh, que- questions were asked about the whole cyber investigation thing. And, uh, it's like now's not the time to talk about that. Now it's oh you know. really, okay. and, and then and then the, and then they'd ask a question about yeah performance or something, and like they they even like some I can't remember who it was, but someone put the the blowtorch on Paul White a little bit and said, look, you know, if you're talking about accountability, then you know this is in your time as a, as as a CEO, this is the fourth sacked coach. Yep. And so you want to talk about accountability? I mean, well, fucking, don't you think some of that accountability comes back the way of you know yourself and and the board? And he just fluffed around that, and basically spoke about how important it was to be accountable for, and how accountable he was for all the decisions he's made. But it wasn't, it wasn't. He, but not those decisions. It wasn't his fault about those. <laughs> it was, it was hilarious. He was, su- he was super into accountability without demonstrating one iota of accountability
0: of actual accountability. Yeah. And this is the thing. That was a pretty standard. Um, you know, a press conference, but, extremely, but but B, board member speech. Oh yeah, because there were no ramifications for him.
1: Not yet, anyway. I mean, he's. I think his term does come to an end at the end of the year, anyway. Yeah. So perhaps, so perhaps that's more why he, he doesn't have to be. I mean, he doesn't have to be accountable. He's probably not seeking reappointment. He'll serve out his time, walk off into the sunset, and.
0: That's it, and board board members aren't used to having things they say actually critically examined. Yeah, you know, even by investors, <laughs> the vast majority of what a board member even says at an AGM, yes, or the report they give in the financials, is skimmed over by the vast majority of people. Yeah, so it is very much going through the motions, a fucking ticker box exercise. And this is no different. I'm not sure. I've seen a lot of the fucking dead shit Fox journos up in arms about uh, how robotic the press conference was, and like, what the fuck did you expect?
1: Yeah, the good shit's uh, going to come. The good shit's going to follow.
0: Yeah, but neither of them were going to get up there and say, "This has been a shit fight for the last twelve weeks." Yeah, this has been absolutely fucked. Half the players hate him. Half the players don't. All the old boys hate him. Yeah. But then half the players hate the old boys. Yep. We're an absolute shit kind of a club, mm-hmm. and we were all built around the influence in one town by one man. Hmm. That's what it was.
1: Yep. And uh, yeah, and, uh, and yeah, and and given the uh, you know what was what was alleged to be uh you know a conflict between that man Wayne being you know Wayne. Yep. Uh, versus Paul White. And Paul White yep. basically rushing into the sea bowl thing, and you know, a- and antagonising the whole situation with Wayne to get him out a year early, as you know, due to, like as a power struggle between the two of those. Yep. Well, um, you know, like Cronulla fans want to always fucking go on about, you know, won the trade, Well, uh, I mean, mm. Wayne Wayne won the fucking war. Yes, I mean, that's at it. At the end of the day, like Wayne won the war. So, mm. um, now it, Peter, yeah. yeah, so Peter General, he'll he'll proceed, uh. Until the end of the year, uh, as the as the caretaker coach, so there was never any mention of him even being a possibility as going on as the coach. But they're talking about leaving no stone unturned and you know undertaking a rigorous process starting right now to yeah. uh, to decide on who the next coach is going to be. Paul Green's in the running. Um, Kevin Walters is in the running. It seems like Kevin Walters is the is the ex players' choice, like yep. the old boys' choice. Yep, but. You know, if their if their process is going to be as rigorous as they say, then, well, it's there's, there's, it's a two pronged thing. If Kevin Walters doesn't get the job this time, he'll fucking ne- he's never going to get it because he's no. been shortlisted a couple of times for the job now, and um, he was shortlisted for the Cowboys before Paul Green jumped on up there. If he doesn't get it, he's never going to fucking get it. Um, the Direct. second thing is that while while popular with the old boys, and I think probably popular with the general fan base of the Broncos like the wider fan base not the ones that think too deeply about things um just the, wi- the wider let's go broncos the, the type of people who actually yep. follow the instructions Sam fide gave them on the fucking TitanTron and how to swing their rally <laughs> tails that night like that kind of fucking you know like guppy level and like those like those people will, will love Kevy because it's bringing back the passion the broncos passion and uh and he knows what it's like to win he was there when they, when they used to win and blah 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 but what you're going to get instead is uh, like listen to anything a pl- any players coming back from, from back from Catalan said about his coaching. They weren't a fan. Mm. Origin, he did take Mal, Mal did pull the ripcord at the right time of Origin when there was generational change in yep. the Queensland side. However, 100%. he's still got a fifty percent win record there, mm. but which has manifested itself in in two series losses in a row. Yep. Uh, and he's got all that that fucking idiot what's he called, the coach whisperer guy, like, you know, yeah. done, done, done. I mean, he's got all that crap around. I mean, when you think about Kevy as a coach, if you're thinking positively about him as a coach, you're a Brisbane fan, you're thinking this is a this could happen, this is a good thing if it happens, I urge you to go back and watch the press conference post-match that he did in Perth after the second game of mm. Origin last year. You yep. remember that they had the, the – Queensland won the first game – and it was all fucking, you know, done, done, done. You know, think you're going to win. Or what is it? Expect to win or expect to fucking whatever. Expect to pay me five grand a minute or whatever that guy yep. says. Yep. And and they had a good win the first one. So then a the second game, it goes over to WA. And New South Wales absolutely fucking sodomized them. I can't remember yeah. what the score was, but it was bullshit. Like, it was like 38 to 6 or something. It was like, they fucking 30-something to not much. Yeah. You watch his post-match press conference there where he was in tears. Yeah. And he kept like obsessing over how like you know New South Wales outplayed them correctly, um, but he, he was obsessing about it even from the first kickoff. Gee, I'm pissed off about that first kickoff, and, and like he just started obsessing about this fucking kickoff. And if you think that that's a guy, that's the that's the deep thinker that he might get the fan base back on like a Broncos passion. Let's go Broncos! Fucking buck, do a lap level. But if you are actual results. And a coach that can take, you know, this group of you know, mostly talented youngsters, and and yeah. and you know and, and massively lazy underperforming senior players on on mad amounts of money. Yep, I don't know if he's the guy. I think you need and one of his rebuilders.
0: His his previous coaching experience
1: uh-huh.
0: is an absolute shit fight. In the Super League? Yes. But then as an assistant under Bennett.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: And from all reports, was a fine assistant.
1: Yeah.
0: Under Bennett. Yep. Yeah. You know, a fine assistant. But not fine enough for to, to escape the axe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when Bennett went. He didn't take him to, to South. Like well, he, he didn't got, tap him he, on
1: the he got, he got the arsehole even before then though, didn't he? Didn't he get the arsehole like halfway yeah. through that season before Bennett yeah. left? Yeah.
0: That's it. But, but that's what I'm saying. Bennett didn't tap him on the shoulder and go home hey, at South now. No. You know, what what are we doing?
1: No, it's because I think Bennett got rid of him.
0: I think the Broncos organization here have fucked themselves into a corner by getting rid of or by letting Seabold walk early. Simply because they now have to look at appointing a coach. Yes, and it's going to be a long, fucking, drawn-out process. Who's available at the moment?
1: Kevy, Paul Green, Todd Payton, who perhaps may end up at the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, Tooves, the Walker mm-hmm. brothers. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but are they really? I don't all think so. Those old they are. guys. Like yes, they're available. But, okay, you and I are also available. We're not going to get a fucking job.
1: Yeah. I reckon the Walker brothers would fucking love to get the job, but I also would also at the same time say there's zero chance of them getting exactly. it. Exactly. Huh. So, look, I, I mean, it, it feels to me like it's going to be Paul Green and Kevvy. Paul Green obviously still has, you know, uh, many intentions to continue on as a head coach. Yep. He also has a very regimented style, authoritarian mm-hmm. sort of style, which may... Yep. Which may get some of these loose cunts get their heads back into the game. I mean, yes. So you can say what you want about Paul Green. You can say what you want about how the Cowboys went this year, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera, but to drag the Cowboys from eighth to a grand final, well, into yeah. eighth in the first place, and then to proceed and continue to the grand final that year was yeah. a fucking amazing a coaching achievement, and it was a tri- it. it was a triumph of coaching. Yes. Yeah. To get them there. 100%. So so. You know, but perhaps. what I'm
0: saying is, yep. I think that the Broncos have fucked themselves into a corner with Kevy, because one of the things that have been touted is exactly as you said, that Seebs was anti-Broncos culture. He put the shareholders offside. He put the old boys offside. And Kevy's the old boy's choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? If if the board goes, and this is a similar situation. The thing is, though, led-
1: like, none of them are fucking old boys anymore. Like Darius, maybe, but Darius was fucking two clubs away by the no, time all these guys. I'm, pissed I'm off. talking
0: about you, Gordon Talis. Yeah, yeah, but Steve I mean, like, but off, but I mean, I'm talking Justin about Hodges. I'm talking about
1: players that have a, a that have a, a fucking lineage to that era of the Broncos. Darius Boyd's the only other one. He's Doesn't matter. M- the- Corey Parker's fucking gone. I mean, he was the la- he was probably the last of them. Yep. So, yeah, anyways. Like so I mean I know on. I know that they're, they're, they're influential and they speak to the media and the media will let them be dialer quotes and shit like that.
0: And that's exactly why. Yeah. That's exactly why. If they go out and go against <laughs> the popular culture vote, there. Yeah. Then they are directly to blame when it blows up. If they go Kevy, Yeah. Then they have some plausible deniability. Whoever's like it won't it won't be White, but Lockyer no. will still be on the board. Yeah. You know, um, to say, "Oh well, look, you know, we we listened to the council of the old boys and took on took on that because they thought it was important, and we we agreed to listen to them, and yada yada yada." I think that's why they'll go that way.
1: Yeah, I don't think be, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think glowed. they'll give that as an excuse though, because I mean, they want to undertaking air quotes a rigorous process for this thing, yeah. I, and I just I just don't know if Kevy stands up to rigor on any other any criteria other than. Ex Broncos player, yeah, that's that's pretty much the only cri- the only criteria. But again, I he, think
0: he would be sure to have from his time as an assistant to Wayne. Yeah, he would have references and and fucking um, you know dollar quotes or, or whatever you want to call them from ex players that he coached then <laughs> from a much more successful Broncos time. That's what I'm saying no. I think he'll use.
1: Yeah, but I think his coaching record, I mean you you can't you can't even look at the Queensland thing. 50% is not a great record. But but you no. can't even look at that because there's no there's not really any coaching that happens in origins. Like it's more just like it, it's more motivational man management sort of thing yeah. and that's probably the sort that's of thing it. that he is good at.
0: But mm. There's
1: no coaching. These players know how to play and you've only got it for a couple of weeks. I mean, you're not coaching yeah. these guys that do fucking anything. They're the best of mm. the best. Exactly. Um so I I think that Paul Green is probably the guy that is the. I think he's the coach they need, but I don't think he's Does the coach p- they'll get.
0: No, I don't think Paul Green thrives in that Broncos system.
1: If he goes in there, he's a, he, But he's a, he's a basically a coach that will he will he will get the. I think he's a, he's the uh, the coach that can get them sort of pulling in the same direction and actually make the young guys. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And you know what? It might not. It might not be a painless process. And he does have enough. I think he has enough old boys credit, not for Broncos, but through his Queensland. Yeah, he's probably got enough connection to a lot of those guys that perhaps that he might not be their first choice, but he might be a palatable choice. Yep. But I don't know. I mean, yep. we're just fucking. We're putting. We're putting thoughts into people's heads who have proven that they don't fucking think that that well exactly right so so i think we probably thought about it more deeply than <laughs> any fun. broncos fans i'll tell you what now's your chance who is the coach that you want at your side mm, criteria criteria the, the criteria uh, for this exercise are uh, is um must be available now you can't you can't sort of fantasize about any if fucking Bellamy leaves here or if this coach gets fired it's got to be someone who's on the table right now today as we speak and who is it and why state your case let's see what you boys and girls think Uh, let's see we've got more more Broncos more Broncos well before we move on to Seabold thing how's the form of that fucking guy what was his fucking name Phil Murphy Mm. who's uh, in property development He's done a couple of estates around here. Actually, I saw through his business when I looked him up. Um, he's he's the largest private uh, shareholder of the Broncos, yep. uh, with about what twenty two or twenty four percent or something like that, mm-hmm. thereabouts. Uh, to and that compares to to News Corp, who have about sixty eight percent, I think. You know, and yep. a couple of decimals. And uh, he said that <laughs> that, uh, that he compared the C to a cancer that needs to be cut out before the before the Broncos die. Yeah, and uh, the the context he didn't actually call him a cancer, but what yeah, so but what he did do though was uh, yeah, sort of likened him likened him to to that. So he said, uh, well, he's talking about first thing that like he's like if someone wants to buy my shares in the Broncos, I'll talk to them. I don't know what will happen, but I'll talk to them. <laughs> but uh, he says uh, about Seabold and whether he should get the axe. He said I've been asked about that many times. He came to the club with a good record, but his record since he's been at the club has been crap. If you tried to write the worst debacle, the worst fall of grace of any sporting club in the world, you could not write what has continually happened week in, week out for the last 18 months at the Broncos. It becomes like a disease. If you get cancer, you've got to treat it, but they haven't cut it out. So. Yeah. (laughs) And this guy, this guy is a fucking, like, he's a price cunt. Did you see some of the other stories that came? Oh, well, Seabold actually, you know, he sort of retorted and mentioned that he's only ever met the guy probably three times or spoken to him three times. Um, a couple of which were when he had to get him removed from the from the dressing rooms because the players were complaining about him. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's um, ah, that, that's the thing. And Seabold's going to struggle with this for a long time. Yeah, like for a long time. These little fucking pot shot point scoring opportunities yeah. he has to have. Yes just go to his fucking character and and unfortunately if he gets a job at another club he's going to be a headline because of what's happened here at the Broncos yep because of all of the the rumors and police involvement and lawyers and all of this junk yep. he is now going to be a headline forever and reporters have figured out that it is a very fucking easy proposition.
1: The wine to I the him to get a quote, yeah, yeah. The thing, the the thing about Seabold is he's, he's he's spectacular. He's had the most spectacular loss of a head coaching job that in recent memory for rugby league. Mm. You got Madge, who's at the Tigers now, who's said in interviews that you know that Seibold fucking was knifing him from the assistant position at yep. Souths. Yep. So he's poisoned. He's he's poisoned as a head coach. Yep. And he's he's you know poisonish as an assistant coach. So well, he's
0: basically, a- you know, a non-playing Robbie Farah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, he is. Now, this is the, this is the career, This is the path to redemption for Seabold. or the path to making money as a head coach again. <laughs> Assistant coach at the doggies with his mate Baz. Nice Baz, because Baz is crap, and we know that. Gets the doggies head coach job. <laughs> Still sucks balls. <laughs> Hey, wasn't he assistant to Trent first? Yes, not first, but he was. Yeah, before South. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm. Yep, dumpster, <sighs> and yeah, still, still nothing yet on the uh, on the, the the mysterious hunt for um, the internet people that was going to see names named in twenty four hours four days ago.
0: What I got from that. And it was fucking weird the way he said it. It was like, almost like, oh, I'm going to sit down and have a long think about my decision, but my decision is that I'm going to give police some names.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give them to the police and they'll do what they're going to do sort of thing.
0: So, it, like, it sounds to me like he's engaged this private firm mm-hmm. that have charged him a shitload of money Yes. to probably just use Google for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> And have given him some names. Yeah. Now, somebody I work with, um, sibling, works for Queensland Police in the, what do they call it? Digital forensics. Yep. Section. Um, so I'm I'm waiting to hear. Like how how much the police are going to want to get involved. They're they're used to stuff like, hey, here's a laptop that we got from a drug bust or, you know, here's a fucking phone that belonged to a pedo. Yeah. What can you get out of it? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to, you know, somebody sent a fucking story, which everyone that I saw sharing it was basically sharing... a bunch of them at once and going how fucked is this mm-hmm. it's like none of them are the same
1: yeah and they're all screenshots yeah you know fucking trait. like <laughs> it's that's they're not going to lead you to the uh the original thing yeah so um it's it's just it's just bullshit it's just like it's it's just internet big dick fucking talk yeah yeah. from someone who doesn't actually know how things work or hasn't been told how things work, or perhaps has been oversold yeah. how things
0: work. That's that's it. That's Oof. 100% it. Yep. Bull
1: now, um, moving on, the uh, Broncos fallen star Tavita Pangai Jr. has reportedly provided the NRL with a breakdown of broken third-party promises in a move that could have massive ramifications moving forward. Yes. Um, Apparently, he had been left infuriated by missing payments from his deal and wanted the NRL to investigate them. And, uh, Pangai is apparently being pressured from some in the game to keep quiet and move on. But on Monday, he met with the integrity unit, where he outlined a lengthy and detailed list of broken third party promises made to him. Uh,. So, from, uh, apparently, he's been completely honest and opened in the meeting with the integrity unit and uh, said to have gone on for several hours. And uh, these are massive concerns, allegedly, for the Broncos.
0: Hmm. There was... um A good friend uh, Hammers shared something with us, and I forget who who authored it, but it wasn't a bad thought that, you know... This stinks fairly certainly of of a player manager, yep, who understands that his player is is in danger of having a contract ripped up, yep, and just doesn't want any negative <laughs> press to do it. So, I, I guess firing a shot across the bow at other uh, at other organisations or or leaders about what he's capable of. This one, it, it could be everything or it could be nothing. Yeah. You know? The One of the versions of the story that I've heard is that there was a group who approached the Broncos and said, hey, we, we want to do something. And they said, no, thanks, we're good, uh, but we can put you in touch with his manager, which is that arm's length process technically if that's happened then that's all i I guess above board
1: yeah what i've read though is that someone at the broncos initiated the arrangement with the third party and hasn't been forthcoming (coughs) and and the thing the thing about the arm's length thing is that well i mean like in this day and age it it seems to be very subjective there's no there's no fucking science applied to the arm's length thing like Mm. manly got done for not arm's length enough because fucking Greenberg hates fucking Manly since he was back at the doggies back in the day. What, what was, was the actual it, story there, though? There was... It, from from what I've heard from inside the club is that it was like... It was stock standard third-party shit. Yeah. It was stock standard. And, uh, and, and believe me when I say that I've been told of the bad stuff... <laughs> So it wasn't like a sugar coating thing either. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was, it was missed like actual being, mis- being mystified at this and like not having any ability to, you know, to successfully appeal it or anything. Cause it was fucking mystifying. Yeah. Okay. And like, yeah, they could have got, you know, there's stuff you can get from clubs. You can get, you can get stuff on clubs all the time. Like if you, yep. you want to bust them, but yeah, yeah, apparently this wasn't, this was, it was not even close to one of those things. So
0: again, it's, it shocks me that the bronto, brontos, fucking brontos. the uh, dinosaurs, no, no, no. the
1: fucking brontosauruses.
0: <laughs> God, fucking stroking out again. Oh no! Um, shocks me that the Broncos are caught slipping like that, though. Yeah. Like how many times have we well, said? Well, once it about, again,
1: not caught slipping. Whistleblower. But but that's it. Mm.
0: The only way you get done for shit like that, if it's done properly, yep. is through a disgruntled party. Yes. And if you have somebody that you are about to try and make completely disgruntled, mm-hmm. would you not make sure that all your ducks are in a row?
1: Well, yeah, you would think you would think so.
0: This is what brings me great joy about the Broncos is that that's the sort of mess that their front office seems to be in, in how they're operating.
1: There's no Andrew G to fucking walk away this time,
0: and and they seem to be completely reactive instead of proactive, even down to the schmuzzles with his breach notice where they issued him with one and it was apparently, you know, just full of fucking errors and... Yeah. And absolutely not legally correct. Yeah. So they had to, you know, say, oh, no, disregard that and then spend the proper time to issue him a proper breach notice. Like, just, just that sort of thing. Like, if yeah. I see that with a business, ship. that's a giant fucking red flag. Yeah for other areas of how the business is being operated.
1: Yeah, and yeah, you know, the thing is, this is a couple of days ago now with Pangai. I mean, mm. I I I think for that he'll I think that he'll start being really contrite now that now that Seabold's gone. And and perhaps even look to stay. And get a PR campaign going.
0: Well he already has. He's already said he, he wants to finish the Broncos and he owes them a lot and they took chances on him and Yeah, exactly. So you know, all those cliches.
1: Yeah. So you know, I guess we'll see how it all plays out. But mm. uh a couple of other short ones before we uh, be go, enough. that's enough for the Broncos, so Broncos fans, welcome Broncos fans, and, uh, and other news listeners who also have to be Broncos fans. You can start listening again. Uh, <laughs> a funny story that we saw, was it yesterday or was it today, I can't remember, I think it was yesterday, that, this is, it's just fucking hilarious, the headline is, Mbaye backs Tigers clean out as he says, underperforming players must go. <laughs> Oh, West Tigers oh. co-captain Moses Umbay believes coach Michael Maguire is entitled to clean out the inconsistent Tigers saying you deserve to be under pressure if you're on big dollars and not performing
0: Jesus. I said I said in
1: the Facebook group but that is like the Leroy Jenkins' shit I've ever heard from a player's mouth
0: yeah <laughs> well, now what's he, was he on 800k? I think it was
1: 850 wasn't it? or was it more than that?
0: I don't know. It's a fucking lot. It, was that, it, it, was, it, it
1: qualifies him as a big dollar not performing player. Let's put That's it that way. It.
0: That's it. Um, just as a side note, I threw something up in the Facebook group the other day just about players that were on over a mil. I don't think he was over a mil. No, he
1: wasn't over a mil. I, 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 I want to uh, say 850, but... Yeah. And whether whether the, 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 the doggies are saddled with a portion of that too is another, is another question.
0: It is. And who knows? That's still a lot Mate, of fucking money. Maybe from internal Tigers stands, he's doing everything that's been asked of him. Maybe each player goes out there and they've got certain KPIs that, that they've been asked to hit. And maybe he's hit his every week and he gets little fucking green ticks in the Tigers review session. Who knows? But fuck me. that's Like it's brave when when the team's just not performing as a whole but it's also a pretty shit kind of thing to say about your teammates.
1: It's really fucking divisive, though, if you think about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's common knowledge that Russell Packer's on a lot of money and that um, Josh Reynolds is on a lot of money. Yep. And, like, those two particularly, I think, are the, are the main two. And so you hear that coming out of someone else who's, like, suspect number three on a lot of money. I mean, you know he's fucking talking about one or both of those guys. Yeah. Especially but Josh then, Reynolds. Yeah. Do you think they'd have some sort of fucking history, too, going back. Exactly. With doggies and, uh, you know, so, you know.
0: Yeah. And, and now who knows? Give, giving him the benefit of the doubt, like the guy's obviously, he strikes me as a well-meaning simpleton. You know? Um, he, he doesn't seem malicious. He, does, he he's doesn't trying seem... To back,
1: he's trying to back the, his coach up, basically. He is? He's trying to be a little pet for the coach.
0: And looking at it a different way, it could almost be read that he's saying <clears throat> the team's underperforming, and tenure or wage shouldn't have any bearing on any of us being in the targets, being yep. being in the crosshairs. You know? And and by him meaning that, you know no one should be protected. Everyone should be expected to perform to to where they know they should be. I think that's what he was trying to get across. It just came across a little bit fucking cuntish. Yep. Yep. But hilarious.
1: Yes. Also, also hilarious is uh, that it came out today that Canterbury have signed Blake Green to a one-year deal. Yes, and they will, have, and will honour the contract despite the veteran rupturing uh, his ACL for Newcastle last Sunday. Jesus so, Christ! They they uh, before he was injured, they signed the contract with him mm-hmm. when they decided that there was no chance that Kieran Foran would be staying at the club at, yep. after the end of the season. Yep. So, it was a one-year deal. Both people intend on honouring the one-year... Both parties intend on honouring the one-year deal. Very easy for Blake Green, though. He's got his fucking ruptured ACL. He's only going to be there for the last month of the, of the season. I don't know how much value <laughs> one could derive from a... Yeah, you know, he's an experienced player, but is yep. his chat that good? Is his general vibe that good? Because don't forget, this is the player that under the instructions of his manager and the same one that you were alluding to earlier with Pangoi, that he wanted to take a big money three-year deal at the Warriors when he was playing for Manly. He had one year to run on his Manly contract and at the behest of his manager, basically just didn't show up for training until he got his release. Yep. Who was the fucking coach when he was doing that? Yeah. Trent Barrett. And then Trent Barrett goes back to the well. And pulls this cunt out again.
0: It, yeah. Who fucking yeah? I don't know. It's
1: just delicious. It's delicious. Fucking moist. Makes me harder than a cat's head, as they say. I
0: I have no overwhelming hate for the bulldogs. Um, No more so than any team that isn't mine. So I, I am, I guess, you know, ambivalent to this sort of shit and just find it mildly amusing
1: yeah I find it very so, amusing not for the club for the two parties involved yeah the two main yeah, parties involved it. um I will t- tell you, you got nothing else to add to it because you feel you find it mildly amusing right so oh, look,
0: move- I, d- I don't get how they can go in there and not have anyone say to him look we we, we need big names yeah You know, we need a mass fucking clean-out of the shit we've got. Yep. And who knows, maybe they do. Not maybe, I'm sure they probably do, and we just aren't privy to it, obviously. Yep. But I'm I'm not sure how Blake Green is their priority in that sort of thing. Their forward pack gets absolutely (sighs) fucking rolled. Yep. Almost every game. Their best forward... They had to stand down, and then he saw his opportunity to get out of the shithole, and cried that no one rang him.
1: Well, he was flat. Like, like let's let's be real. He was flat out fired. Yeah. And it had and it had the ability for reinstatement on appeal. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And then just like well, in an absolute uh, coincidental moment, I've mm. just. My eye just caught a picture of um, Luke Thompson on my Twitter window. Yes. And the headline is here. I'm not a subscriber to the DT, so I don't know what the article is, but the headline is this. The Bulldogs have a huge problem on their hands with fears star recu- recruit Luke Thompson could cut his NRL stint short.
0: Jesus Christ. Um, fuck. It, look, again, it, it goes to this.
1: Welcome to the Trent era, doggies it, fans. It goes, Strap yourselves in. To, to
0: that problem all clubs have at some stage or another of not being able to cut underperforming players. You know, sure, you can drop them to Reggie's. But if the issues aren't fixed, you're still stuck with them for the course of their contract or you end up paying for them to play elsewhere. Yep. So, but, again, dogs aren't my team, so fuck them. <laughs>
1: now, for the, the story that I found hilarious this week, and uh, this one takes us over to the English Super League. But this time we won't let the uh, the Super League pod take care of it. We'll do this one ourselves. The Super League have signed an exciting new sponsorship deal with Papa John's. Now, I don't believe we are, we've got Papa John's down here anywhere, do we? But obviously a very large pizza chain, especially in the United States. Yep. And presumably they have a presence in England. Mm-hmm. How much money would you suggest a competition would receive in sponsorship from a global-ish Pizza em- Empire franchise. Let's say if Pizza Hut wanted to get on board and instead of chicken time on the video referee screens, it was fucking stuffed crust Hawaiian time. Mm. How much would Pizza Hut do you think have to pay to buy in to get their name on, it, on it, the fucking placards and stadiums be- stuff?
0: it would be a multi-million dollar namings rights deal or sponsorship deal yep dare I say into maybe tens of millions yeah it's
1: not the it's not naming rights but yeah it's a bit' it's, it's like one of those ones down, down yep. you know, a little bit down from there that's it so super League will not receive a penny from their sponsorship deal with Papa Johns they will <laughs> uh, Papa Johns will get the match day advertising on touchline billboards as uh, well as you know, advertising at the start of Super League uh, video content, it's in place until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. They hope it'll be more financially appealing next year, but it's going to get them free pizza for players and match day staff after games. The quote from the the uh, chief commercial officer of the Super League was. As we've seen since the restart, Betfred Super League games are getting faster and harder, and I know the players are grateful when they see so many pizzas to choose from after a tough 80 minutes. Jesus Christ. Papa John's marketing director's quote was, "...ensuring the players and officials are fed safely post-match is paramount, and our teams are well-drilled in safely delivering fresh, hot, and tasty pizza after successfully adapting to the situation we find ourselves in during this global pandemic." Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't want any motherfucker ever coming to us, me, you, anyone. I want to see it on social media. Did you ever fucking say the Super League is a competition that can be mentioned in the same breath no. as the NRL? I'd no. don't ever do that. If fucking Papa John's
0: came to us on this show and said, we would like a sponsorship deal. We will not pay you, but we will give you free pizza. We would politely tell them to go fuck themselves. Yep. And then <laughs> to just absolutely have the the balls to pull the old corporate we care about you and we're all in this pandemic together shit it fucking reeks of insincerity that that's fucking gross oh it's
1: a it's a great deal for papa john's though oh 100%. they throw out a couple of fucking supremes yeah and it's like not gourmet pizza here it's like your domino's equivalent you know that sort of thing throwing out that throwing out a few pizzas to get televised Advertising for your brand. So and, there oh, is a,
0: there is a place in Glen Waverley called Papa John's Pizza.
1: Is that real? Do you think, or that's like an actual Italian guy whose name? I is think John. it's I think probably it's a Giuseppe guy John. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But yeah, so see, this thing, if they were in Australia, old mate would be gone. He'd be dust yeah. by now.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, look, Papa John's Pizza were at the franchising expo.
1: Oh, so they're so they're starting to make a move then.
0: So Papa John's is the third largest pizza company in the world. Yes. So you would say Domino's is number Domino's one? Domino's
1: and Pizza Hut number one and two, in whatever order that may be.
0: Domino's would be number one, definitely. They are the Coca Cola of the the pizza world. Um well there you go. So hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fox Super League. Yeah. Hilarious. That's the funniest story of the week. Yes. Recaps. The Parramatta Eels 14 defeat the Melbourne Storm 0. Bank West on Thursday night. The Eels 14 tries to Wunga Blake and Micah Sivo. Moses, one conversion, two penalty goals, defeating the Melbourne Storm 0.
0: Yeah, this one shocked me. I uh, I thought, given the way the Storm performed, pretty much with the same same outs against the Roosters, that uh, they'd go in and, and take this one fairly comfortably. But... Parramatta really pulled them down into a grittier style of football. Yeah. And and when you can frustrate Melbourne it it humanizes them. You know, if yes. you can really get in there and get under their skin and frustrate them in one way or another, disrupt mm-hmm. their rhythm, uh, and that's what Parramatta seemed to do. All night, and it was just when they had their opportunities, and they were no, by no means flawless. But when Par- matter had their opportunities, they took full advantage of those. The Storm, for their part, you know, they had some horrific injuries during the game as well. Yeah, just couldn't.
1: And this was the, and this was the most injured to the spine that Melbourne mm. Storm have been all mm. season. But. Um, and they had, look, they had their chances. They had some they had some good opportunities, like good ball, you know, from penalties and, and, and stuff like, you know, starting their sets from, you know, pretty close out. And, you know, couldn't convert them. Just didn't have the strike yeah. power to do it. Um, I mean, the, I, don't, I don't find the Eels to be any more compelling as a competition threat than I did last week. And, you know, like the last month we've been, you know, saying, not that they're cooked, but like they're definitely like a tier yeah. down. And this really doesn't, didn't do a lot to dispel that. I don't think. No. But I mean, there's certainly a move in the right direction for them. I mean, let's face it, a win it is, is a win. A win against the Melbourne Storm, however weakened is a win against the Melbourne Storm. That's they it. Count.
0: And psychologically...
1: And the nil scoreline would be super Psychologically
0: to, the, to those players, they've taken out the front-running teams this year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yep. I think also the good thing for Parramatta is it shows that they'll get up. The week before... Though they, they were underwhelming, to say the least, yes, but Correct. they did put it together when it mattered, albeit against a uh, a weakened opponent so.
1: yeah, I mean, if there's anything for them to take out of it, then it's that that's what they did sort of earlier in the season mm-hmm. too. they put it together when they you know when they had the chance or when they had to, and that's how they you know how they you know strung all those wins together early mm-hmm. on that's it. I hit some tweets. First one on
0: that game. We'll give Adam out of the Facebook group. He said, "Is one a Blake into the same thing as stepped at. It's like he's wearing gloves that make him unable to pass the ball. Also, his style is to always come inside. I assume so the gloves don't get stains. Ha ha. Yes, exactly. That's what it is.
1: And there's that Penrith connection as well. So yeah, you're probably well, you know, you're not right. wrong. Uh, <laughs> Mitchell, Facebook said,
0: "Fucking purple cunts screaming ref's fault is the funniest thing I have seen this season." And that was probably the highlight of the game from the Melbourne point of view. Was Bellamy's press conference afterwards, talking about it's not players yeah. diving for a crusher.
1: And you know what? I fuck. I actually I'm inclined to agree with him, and I'm not talking I'm not singling out yeah. Parramatta. It's it's definitely become yeah. a thing the way that the players sort of back into it if you if you're a player in possession of the ball and you back into the attacking if uh, you back into the defense and then sit mm-hmm. down it's almost impossible for the defender who's trying to ground you not to do something that visually triggers a referee interpretation of what could be a, a crusher mm-hmm. i think that 99% of all fucking crushes are accidental and it's yes. all, and it's just and it's and it's a it's a weird combination of players trying to put players on the ground and the players backing into the line... I'm not saying they're faking it, but it certainly makes it look more like Exactly. It. Exactly. I mean, I've seen, I've seen like, Nathan Brown, I've seen him do, you know, like, you know, against the Tigers or whatever. You know, he sort of faked it, got the penalty, jumped straight up to his feet, fucking good as gold again. Um, yeah. I don't think we've seen anything... I don't think we've seen anything that overt since, or even, you know, even before then. But it's definitely having, happening, and... Uh, I don't know really if there's much of an answer to it because the way professional sports worldwide are going, you know, you've got these concerns. You've got yeah. CTE, you've got blah, blah, you know, this and that. And, you know, injuries to, injuries to necks and shit is another one yeah. of those high-value, you know, things they want yep. to stamp out. My, so I expect to see it tactically used even more. So
0: my easy fix to that is that that becomes a new um, guideline for the referees. That as soon as a player is turned away from his from his try line, or sorry from from Was the opposing call line, call or something straight that, that, that counts as a hell call. Now, yeah, okay. what's that also going to do? It's going to reduce, you know, the amount of little popped out the back offloads that can be thrown. That's a yeah. casualty of player safety.
1: The only thing <laughs> is, it's also it's also going to speed up the the play of the ball because the opposition not going to have the opportunity to take them to the ground. On the ground. That's and- it. You know, so they might so so they might have to give some more leeway before you know on the on the release call or something like that. So the they, yeah know, to because cause you can't because you can't give an attacking team an advantage in a fast play of the ball because they're backed into a situation that could. Result in the crush, yep. you know what I mean. I mean, it, it, the, the defensive line can't be penalized for that because that's a, that's a decision yep, of the attacking team. So to do <coughs> yeah, some sort of that's something. That's I'm sure. I'm sure they figure it out, but they're, they're not gonna. Yeah, these ones that go to ground with the guys turning yeah. their back and like yeah, and you're right. Like you're, you're popping offloads out the back. That's that's mm-hmm. a thing, and that's a that's a, you know that's a reason why why players back in the yep. line a lot of times. So, yeah.
0: but yeah. yeah, my my yeah. feeling is that if they want to get rid of the crusher tackle, then they need a set of defenders. No, you can't do it either. Mm-hmm. but they also need to make it so that attackers can't milk it. You know, it it's hard to yep. milk getting shoulder charged. It's hard to milk yep. properly getting a head high. People do like the minute they feel any contact on their shoulders, they fall down and fucking grab their face just like now. Yep. You know, yep. all of a sudden the back the back of their neck's hurting like they've actually been you know working at a fucking desk for 8 hours. And then the penalty gets blown, and they just stand up and, and ride as fucking rain again. So, yeah.
1: exactly. All like like someone once, someone once told me in regards to car accidents, yeah, you know, soft tissue damage does show up yeah. on X ray. Yeah, that's
0: it. It's it's
1: it's, it's yeah, anecdotal. Spot on. So fucking so 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 just fucking mm. play it up yep. for all it's worth. Exactly. That's the and that's the diet and that's and that's what's yeah. going to happen. Um, moving along. Oh no, you on got more tweets? Most probably, yeah. Uh...
0: John said Parra's lack of composure in the second half was horrendous. I get wanting to put an understrength team away, but our attack really lacked the polish and professionalism it needed to have, especially if Parramatta are going to be having their premiership credentials critiqued over the coming weeks. Would like to have seen a bit more level-headedness out there, but on the plus side, the defence did its job and rightly kept the bits and pieces Storm scoreless. That's it.
1: Okay, next up we have the uh, (coughs) Panthers. Uh, 38, defeating the Sharkies, 12. The Panthers' tries came through. Kick-out, a double to Mansour in his milestone game. Uh, Naden, Crichton, uh, Liam Martin, and uh, Lou with tries. To Cleary, five or seven conversions. Sharks had tries to Ramian and Connor Tracy. Uh, two conversions from two attempts to young Matt Moylan.
0: What an unhappy night for the little fucking coke fiend. <laughs> young Matt Moylan... Aged fucking quicker than that cunt at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or no, what was one where the cunt got old? <laughs> it
1: wasn't... It wasn't...
0: Last it, Crusade. Was it
1: no. not at the end of Raiders? Oh, Last Crusade was the, the whole... Because he the, drank the, out the, of the um, wrong cup. The arc, The, 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 the yeah. Nazi... Yeah, so Matt it.
0: Moylan is a Nazi. That's what I'm saying here.
1: Yes. Okay. Very... Just bang on analysis. <laughs> What else have you got?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, new listeners. It it was another good start by the Panthers, like a very fast start. Yes. But more importantly this week, they kept up with it. What's happened in previous weeks with Penrith is they've started really hot, but they're not exactly gone off the boil, failed to keep the pressure and the points rolling through to really put their dominance and dictate how the game's played. This game, though, they stepped up at every opportunity. And every time the Sharks came back and tried to match them for intensity, they kicked it up a gear, until finally it got to the stage where the Sharks just weren't able to stick with them. And to their credit, the Sharks had periods of this game where they 100% had the ascendancy in terms of attacking time, and they 100% had the ascendancy in terms of running the Penrith defense around But every fucking time that happened, there were individuals or groups of individuals working together in defence that stood up and just shut down everything the Sharks threw at them. You know, you look at the... Like, there was um, Nathan Cleary, absolutely fucking monstrous in defence at the back, putting people over the sideline. Arpi fucking stripping the ball one-on-one, which is a catalyst to the next try. And Martin just at Moylan... All fucking night, you could tell from the get go that was the mission he was given. They, you know, some of them had first hand experience of what mine's defence was like, yeah. <laughs> and especially being so fresh back into the side, he was he was going yeah. to be a target. So that
1: and 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 up in the line too, not you know, not yeah, protected a little bit, you know, back in fullback. That
0: to me is a coaching failing for the Sharks. You know. You've got a player who's had some defensive questions over his career, who's so fresh back from injury, and to not plan for that side to run at him all night? That's where these inexperienced coaches do things like get blinded by the kick-out factor and focus too much on that side of the field. But Martin was absolutely...
1: Yeah, but at the same time as well, I mean, you can't, you know, it's it's a fucking professional sport. You can't hide players. No, on, Darren you know, Lockyer
0: made a career on out it. the field
1: as well. He's got to do. He's he's got to, Yeah, but I mean, it's a different game from it is. You know, like that's that's, that's nine it years is. ago now. I mean, now players get needed mm. in the face. You know, when they take when they when they got to take a high ball, and they actually keep playing. <laughs> and they bitch out in the finals. Uh. Like that 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 that's a thing.
0: Oh, uh. <laughs> well, <that was> great. <laughs> um, and yeah, in the second half, the Sharks came out. And had most of the running for the beginning period of that second half. They threw a lot in attack at Penrith. And the Panthers were able to calm themselves down on the field. And that's one of the things I'm happier about with this team this year. That as a group, they can really switch gears either up or down. Because they were probably a little bit too frantic in that second half. And needed to notch things back a bit and just start playing some simpler football, start winning the territory battle again, start applying the pressure, and then the points came. It was a great performance.
1: Tweets. on I mean, kick out fucking dumb. Yes. Like, three yes. minutes to go. Exactly. Thankfully, it wasn't more. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's going to cost me a week. It doesn't matter. You're playing with the Tigers, so I mean, yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter. But, you know, come on, man. Three minutes left in the game. Yeah, fucking calm, spot here.
0: on. And uh, look, you know, th- <laughs> th- there is that thing. You've got the game so fucking well won, but not to drop that intensity. I get that and I appreciate that. Yeah. But you're 100% right. Be smarter. Uh, Shanta said, unfortunately for Cronulla, Penrith were fired up and in the mood to put a hurting on a pack of racists. Uh, Fat Harry Lazy said, Cronulla were an Instagram model and Penrith were the Phoenix Suns. Hashtag Yeary of Cleary. (laughs) Ben said Moylan playing with the passion of a man who knows if he didn't have hamstrings made from overcooked spaghetti, he could have been a part of the hashtag Yeary of Cleary. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dominic said Moylan calling Liam daddy. He's holding his pocket for a long time. Liam Martin making Matt Moylan look like a fucking child. Thank fuck we pinned him down for another couple of years cleary running the show like a beast hashtag eerie of cleary uh mitch said how long until the ban is over and we get our peptides back (laughs) 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 and uh and big gav with uh, what you were alluding to before who won the trade i don't know who won the trade but i fucking know who won the war
1: yeah, I feel, yeah, because I, I, I saw someone lay out a whole bunch of reasons why Canola won the trade, and I can't remember who it was, but actually read that and thought, you know, actually kind of right. And I mean, like the whole trade thing, you know, while it's still technically going because Moylan still exists, I mean the, the the kind of back and forth ended with with Maloney fucking off yep. France, right? But um, but you know, when you look at a dot point by dot point. So, yeah yeah well, actually yeah I mean Corella probably you know they pro- they they probably did get the, the best year you know the, the last great year out of Maloney. I mean Penrith didn't he wasn't terrible for the no, entire No, Look the there. first he, the know, first year of this year was great.
0: Yeah. Then then there was the was only good until he got selected for Origin Maloney.
1: Yeah. Fucking he was good in that yeah, origin too. He wasn't for Penrith, but he was fucking he was he great was fantastic. in that series. Saved yes. our asses. Um, yeah again
0: Yeah, Cronella may have won the trade but at what cost
1: yeah. everything yeah This are well, not everything really a game a game yeah. or two of footy <laughs> <laughs> let's face it at the end of the day it's only footy <laughs> don't, forget, don't go fucking Hutchinson <laughs> yourselves cunts over the uh, nasty things we say uh, Jesus <laughs> that's Later it for the tweets Okay, fucking, which is next? Oh, this is a great one. The Dragons, 28, feed the Broncos, 24. Uh, the next stop on my uh, masturbation tour of 2020. Uh, the Dragons, 28, tries to Kerr, Norman, and a double The Ravalawa. Three conversions to Zach Lomax. Three penalty goals to Zach Lomax. The Broncos, um, 24, came through, tries to Kenner. Stags, Pakes, and Dearden. Stags, four of four conversions. Um, look, we have maligned smooth Corey, and Dragons fans continue to malone smooth Corey. But fucking two occasions, and yes, I know there was some complicit behavior from outside backs from the Brisbane Broncos, but those fucking kicks, when the Broncos were coming hard for them at the end of the game and were less than a try away, those kicks from like, Corey Norman's booting it from 40 meters out from his own try line. Rolling it into the in goal area where it stops, and then they somehow get their chase down there. and On two occasions, caught the Broncos player. I then the second time, the last time was Boyd, I can't remember, if it was even both mm. times. Caught him in the in goal for a dropout. It, it was that's a clutch of shit he's ever done, oh. except when he was clutching that CC and drying <laughs> line or whatever it was, and he was <laughs> clunching down. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That to me, is pure Corey Norman. That that thing where he's going to have a solid game, but then like yeah. you think of you know last year, he was booting fucking field goals to sink the Broncos, you know. Yeah. And it's not it's not clutch per se as you would describe clutch. Like it's not like a pressure cooker situation. Like that fucking Storm Roosters game where there were like nine field goals no, kicked back and forth. Yeah, no,
1: it was it was just it was the perfect play at the right time to seal the win for the team.
0: A big dick swag play. That that's exactly what it was. It was you know, they had been a little bit lax all night, they hadn't performed fantastically, but
1: they got they they got themselves, they they'd won the match and then they'd let the Broncos back into the match.
0: And when it counted he fucking stepped up and delivered on a couple of really important plays. That, that to me, has been Corey Norman.
1: Yep. Um, I think Dragons fans should all apologize yes, to him personally. True. At least Dra- this week. Um,
0: fucking Broncos, though. It, Look, they did. tried. Like, the, But the, the start of the game, you know, dropped the kickoff. And that was a fucking absolute, fuck, not the kickoff, but dropped the first kick that yeah. that was a a horrid fucking kick to take on a shitty surface. Yeah. Then give up a fucking six again call in the middle of the set and give up a try. You know, yeah. Um and and Norman as much as he was great with his big dick swag plays him as a fucking power running half. Like where the fuck has that been? I don't I I yeah. don't think I've seen him do anything else. Rather than turn
1: it, and is this, and is this a mandate? I mean, is this something that the Dino is has, has charged him with? Now that he can actually. Make I was the trying calls? to read
0: up a little bit on Dean Young and his coaching, and I came across an interview he must have done since the sacking. Yeah, fuck He 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 would worry the fuck out of me if I was a Dragons fan. Like already, like after being in the chair for one week. He was already talking about you know, you know, just saying things like you know, my staff are really good. Yeah, you know, there was
1: there w- well, you know, I can I can see he's trying to he's, he's he's trying to get the whole collection of people brought forward through into twenty twenty one.
0: Oh no, well, I I'd suggest more. It's, it sounded to me like there were a lot of eyes and my's in his speech. Okay, it wasn't. We have a great staff here at the Dragons who are all. It was my staff are.
1: Yeah, that could have just been him, like you know, first weekend just trying to assert exactly. the fact that it's that's just exactly now what it sounded not, like, and not McGregor's anymore, you know. So, and yeah, that that that's fine as long as it's not something he, you know, carries on. Um, he was forever. he was also
0: asked directly because again, you, you remember that the issue with McGregor was that he couldn't pick his own team. Yes. Um. So he was asked flat out if he does, and it came out that you know yes he he has full control over which team selected.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, and then they th- then apparently Hook is in the running.
0: Yeah, there you go. And who knows? Maybe that's what that team needs.
1: I, th- you know, i i i rate Hook as a, as a guy to get into a club at a certain time in the Correct. development. That's as a it. Squad. And you know, the Dragons. I I'm not sure if they're if they're at that time. In fact, you know what? The fucking Broncos at their current time are probably more. Yeah. At the, you know, more at the more yeah. at the time, but um, but you know. Young doesn't get a great a great shot. he gets five games yep. to prove himself. Yep. He's had one, and you know he beat the Broncos. And I mean, yeah, you know, that's I guess that's kind of ex- an, an assumed or expected yeah. thing. But uh, you know, so far so mm. good.
0: In the Facebook group, Ozzy Lando said, "I am harder than a cat's head right now. Fuck the Broncos and the <laughs> shit horse they rode in on." Let's go on, Bulldogs. Put those shit-cunts on the bottom of the ladder where they belong. I might watch the replay later, but I'm afraid of wearing myself down to a raw nub or pulling the root fair out of myself. Jesus. <laughs> Steady on. You beat the Broncos by two. Well, How many? Two? Four? Four.
1: Four. Four, yeah. Uh, Simon. The win. the
0: Fuck me. Bring back the fullbacks from the 80s and 90s. As the last line of defense, they tried to break your ribs, even if you passed it. This can't never look like making contact. Mm.
1: Yeah, but in this day and age, you can't be you, you, you can't be too careful either. I mean, like if you if you get it yeah, wrong, that's it. You're on the fucking sidelines. Exactly. You know, because you get... so they don't let them as much shit go as they used to. Uh, Cameron, there's far more there's far more cameras watching things.
0: Cameron said, "Fuck me, throw the towel in, Darius, you fucking egg." <laughs> <laughs> uh zach said fuck my life mm. and uh elvie said we're really getting the full stags experience a few moments of excitement but ultimately disappointing nice poor cunt won't play origin because there are people that aren't a center that are better at his position than him
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh where are we Titans. sorry yeah the the raiders Thirty-six to feed the Titans. Sixteen at Cbus. Uh, the Raiders' thirty-six came through a double to Nick Kotrick, uh, a double to Jack Whiten, uh, Starling Hudson, Young also a tries. Croker five or six conversions mm. and a penalty goal. Titans sixteen tries to Sammy Brimson and uh, Keegan Hipgrave with Fogarty two or three conversions.
0: The Titans continue this trail. Is, is it the third week in a row where they've scored first and scored early?
1: Yeah, this is this is this is where the Titans are at at the moment in their development. This, this game, I mean, Canberra have been uh, slower yep. to start. Uh, that's, that, I mean, well, you know, I guess it's better than fading Correct. away at the end. But they, they do seem to be a little bit slow to start mm-hmm. lately. And um, the Titans take took advantage yep. of that. But once again, it's another one of these games. Like, Canberra, they keep rolling on. like, And they're outside that's actually getting better week yes. single week. Still. Without I mean, this like, starting but, Yeah, Broncos and. Yeah, I mean Bronco, Broncos and Titans back to back is hardly like the staunchest test in the world, but yeah,
0: mm. yeah, exactly.
1: And they're yeah, they one, yeah, of these teams that were expected to fall into a, fall into a pile when they mm. lost their nine, but they've actually not not only maintained but actually improved mm. as the seasons. Rolled. Yeah, exactly.
0: And it, Canberra have have enough of that individual brilliance as well that that's going to do them very well in games. you got stuff like, you know, Whiten had an absolutely fucking massive first half. Yep. cemented his place as close to the the best six, I would suggest, in the comp at the moment, just based on form, maybe not on overall team mm-hmm. performance. Then you get stuff like Papali's chase running down a fucking half.
1: That was fucking and, crazy. Yeah.
0: It, it is, it, it's that sort of stuff that turns games those moments. It didn't yep. help the Titans' chance that so they do things like finally score a try, look like they're back in the game. Then they let in another try. Then mm-hmm. they somehow fuck up a scrum. And there's an intercept try to Kotrick. Like the, yep. the, they're their own worst enemy all the fucking time. Um yep. New coach this. Oh, sorry, a uh, new deal for their coach this week, which I thought was fucking odd.
1: What it was, there was blood in the water at the Broncos, mm-hmm. and the Titans obviously like what they see with Holbrook. The results aren't quite there at mm-hmm. the moment. He's only won one more game than Seabold did yep. this year, but they they haven't been they haven't been raped as hard as the Broncos. You know, not nearly. I mean, you know, like they'll 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 take a thirty six to sixteen like this, but I mean, they haven't plus. been. Yeah, that's about the yeah. smashing that they take this season, mm-hmm. and um, and on
0: paper, with not as good a team as the Broncos.
1: Yeah, and then they also know like this this year probably wasn't a, a danger year for Holbrook anyway. But now over the course of the year, he's managed to assemble you know some signings for next season uh, to have actually a very good yep. pack that should that should allow him to see what Fogarty and, and Taylor can yep. actually do, and then you have got Brimson there who who seems to be you know in great form. And it seems to be the answer that, they, that they've been seeking out there in fullback. In yep. So, I think they just wanted to ensure that there was no chance the Broncos tried to pull us, you know, pull us a, a swift one and snatch him out. I but, yeah, uh, I, I, I get yeah.
0: all of that. I'm also saying, but yeah, in
1: isolation though, in isolation though, it is weird to extend a coach for three years when you've only won four games and you know you potentially won't win another one this season.
0: And that's what I'm saying if he's got all of these great players coming next year, would you not wait until, yeah. say, halfway through next season?
1: To see how he's going with
0: them. to ink the new
1: deal. Look, you know what? I reckon that that's probably what they, you know, if, you, if you'd if you asked them a month yep. ago, I bet that was the plan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. But I just think this uncertainty, and then as it became more and more likely that Seibold that was going from the Broncos... But what, I think what you became, think Holbrook was going to take the Broncos' off. job? More than the Broncos would chase him, you know, try and chase him hard to, to get him and perhaps pay him... Would they? Much, you know, something he couldn't refuse. Who yeah. fucking knows they're a shit show yeah, now? They true. need a fucking good coach. They look at Holbrook and they go, well, look, he hasn't got the cattle that we've got, but they've won more games than us and they haven't fucking capitulated. Yep.
2: yep. Yeah, makes
1: So, sense. you know, maybe that's, you know, just like... Quite, and this is, and this is not the Broncos saying this, this is the Titans fucking insecurity yeah, saying this. And like, they've been little brother for yep. so long now, they've been little brother for like, what, fucking 30 years yep. or more. So in their various incarnations, and this is the first season that they've had the opportunity to be the yeah, big brother. Okay. And they're still thinking like little, they're still thinking like little, yeah, inches. it makes sense. It's like, it's like the little brother. It's like the, the family where you got the big brother and a little brother, and the little brother hits puberty and gets a growth spurt. And now he's fucking like way bigger than the physically mm. than the big brother. Mm. But he still remembers the way he used to get his ass beat when he was smaller. Yes. And it's always in the back of his mind. That's the Titans now. That's yeah, their mentality. Gotcha. Makes sense. And that's why they, and that's why they extend their Perfect sense for three years. Perfect sense.
0: Hammers <laughs> said, Titans have been very good at starting fast, doing the hard work early, then clocking off after scoring like the job is done. It's like they're shocked that they can play footy and shit themselves and revert back to old ways. Yes, it is. Solsey said, if the Tigers weren't the worst side to rugby league since the Magpies, then the Raiders would be top four. I don't really fucking understand that. Like,
1: can you repeat that I, for I me? I think please? he's
0: just blaming his team being fucking underperforming cunts on the Tigers not beating the Roosters.
1: Um, okay.
0: That's pretty fucking sad. They can't
1: all be they can't all be winners. You, know,
0: you poor fucks are so used to every year relying on other teams to to fail or succeed to mathematically make the finals instead of making it on your own back. The entire world is now your fucking bathist. I feel fucking sad for you. Fucking bathroom floor hitting with your face, motherfucker. Uh, Ivan said, "How good is Papali? <laughs> shoe in for prop of the year."
1: Is your property? You? I don't know. Mm. Uh, Adam, it's too early to start thinking about that shit, anyway. But I don't. I mean, look, you know, he could, he could be in a conversation. Yeah, he could be in the conversation. I mean, he's done. I, I, I like he, he does the flashy plays. He does the barge overs and the fucking big chases yep. and ankle tap things. I do like that for a big fella. Um, uh,
0: Adam said there were six hundred, six and a half thousand here noise. Is noisy on the ground, but I would imagine not as much as they're playing on TV. So there you go, report live from the ground.
1: Yeah, that's like don't 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 tell me it's fucking crowded at SeaBus yes. son. I didn't even fucking come. <laughs> I didn't come down in the last shower. Um, where are we? The Roosters, thirty-eight to feed the West Tigers, yep. sixteen. Leichhardt Oval. The uh, the Roosters tries came to a, a double. To B Moz a double to J Moz mm. right near right near their birthdays as well. Nice. I don't know if it was on, but it was within a fucking couple of days. Ikevalu, Hutchinson Manu with tries Flanagan five of seven conversions. The Tigers tries the Little Dewey and Offaluma buy two or three conversions.
0: Yeah, was was not uh, was not a happy outing for the old Tigers and and there's a, a school of thought here that says that well you never would have gone into a, a situation where you are <laughs> on the ladder against the defending premiers and expected to win. Um but if I was a Tigers fan
1: I There's a point in this game. Sorry. Where they were hammering. There's a point in this game where they were absolutely <clears> hammering.
0: I would be very disappointed with the effort that that I saw put in across. You know? The, like the Tupanua break, yep. the Tigers absolutely fucking switched off on that. And when you see shit like Noffa, who was, you know, touting himself for fucking state of origin, give up on a play when a tries yep. being scored, <laughs> that worries the shit out of me. That's a... That points to the overall feeling in that club. At the end of the first, the Roosters were up twenty nil, but it yep. wasn't like they had a glut of possession or, or had uh, you know had a bunch of shit go their way. The stats were relatively even. They'd just done a lot yep. better with the football and made much better use of it than the Tigers did. So, yeah you know, the the fact that Benji's in that team, I don't know. So he, here's the question. If you're Madge, do you keep playing Benji, understanding his defensive uh, shortcomings because of, say, age and maybe a little bit of speed for shit like his crafty veteran, like his pass to Dewey and, and the steal he had later in the game? Yeah. You know? Yep. Do, does the positives of Benji outweigh the negatives? <laughs>
1: I think they do in 2020. I don't know if you'd want to, you know, persist with it much further. But you also, when you when you think about the positive and the negatives of Benji, I mean, you also have to think about what is, what do you replace him with? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't have any. don't. I mean, you know, if if uh, if Harry Grant was back, then you know they've got a couple of other pieces they could sort of switch yeah. around and think, yep. oh yeah, but. I mean, we'll think about other clubs in history. You've had, uh, you know, attackingly attacking, brilliant players with uh, noted defensive, you know, noted defensive problems to the extent that they'll be mm. targeted, and they fucking put a guy in there. They go, okay, well, the attacking brilliance is something we need. We need to yep. score points, so we need to find a bodyguard, yeah. or something to patch up the defensive mm-hmm. hole. Put our best yeah. fucking you know best forward defender yep. next to him or something exactly. Um, and look, you know, Madge probably thinks he's doing that, and maybe the people targeting Benji are just you know fucking sensational at what they do. But
0: this game's one of those outliers. If you look at it, Wests had fifty-seven percent of the possession and yep. completed at eighty
1: percent. Yep. So that it's crazy when you think about the final scoreline and also the way the game yeah. ended at halftime.
0: The Roosters missed 30 tackles. The Tigers missed 35.
1: Yeah. I would suspect what happened with that, I don't know, the halftime stats were, but I would suspect that the Roosters would have had a good lead yep. at that point. And the Tigers, that first 20 minutes they had after the break, where they came yep. right back into it and almost snatched back yep. the lead. That uh, around, I think... Because well, they got it back to See, like in what, the, 20... Well, no, in the first half, like the
0: Rooster, the Tigers had 52% of the possession. In, in the second yeah, half, they had 56 This is what I was saying. The yeah, It's this play an attitude that the roosters have <laughs> where they make you pay so again the roosters missed 30 tackles we know yeah. how they're counted though it's things like if if somebody gets in front of somebody gets bumped off but slows them down enough so another man can come in to make the tackle that still yeah. counts as a missed tackle still a miss- yeah. but when the roosters make you miss tackles it's a forward going through And guarantee you, Teddy is fucking sniffing around, looking for that missed tackle to make the break up. The Roosters are just much better at taking advantage of those when they present themselves. Hmm. Correct. Um, First tweet for that game comes from at Sports Fans (laughs) Life. said, Twice in my life I have slipped on a banana peel in front of a large crowd of people. Still less embarrassing than being a West Tigers fan. Our second tweet comes from at Life. I once innocently gave a heroin addict a lift and after realising he was starting to heat up a spoon in my car I freaked out. He tried to appease me by shooting up on the bonnet of my car in a public car park. Still less embarrassing than being a West Tigers fan. And I, and I will actually point out that he spelled it uh, heroin. So unless this guy was addicted to Wonder Woman movies... I've edited it. Um, so
1: Who hasn't shot up a, a nice young lady on the bottom of the <laughs> <Heroine>. car, <though>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh Next tweet. Uh, it's from at SportsFansLife. I once had my LA gear pumps stolen from my locker at school swimming carnival and walked back to Aird's barefoot. Still less embarrassing than being a West Tigers fan. Um, this one comes from uh, at sports fans life I had surgery on my balls when I was 12 and a kid at school who was next to me in hospital having his tonsils out took great pleasure in telling everyone about my surgery still less embarrassing than being a West Tigers fan Um, and for the last say on this game um, comes from at sports fans life I once had a mate come and stay the weekend at my dad's pub we were playing video games late at night, and my dad, after finishing his shift, walked stark naked in front of my dumbfounded mate en route to the shower. Still less embarrassing than being a West Tigers fan. <laughs> and he's tagged the club in every one of those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking <Yes>. quality. <laughs> Made my <laughs> night. And <laughs> for the tweets, you got any other, other Tigers fans that want to poke up? Or There's just nothing else worth we saying. For new listeners, the reason why it's a funny in-joke for us is because uh, that's that's uh real dad, the former former co-host <laughs> of the show, uh, <laughs> who's recently returned to Twitter over the last couple of months and occasionally surfaces. And yes, long-suffering
0: Tigers fan and
1: one. That was sort of the that was the sort of things you would have heard in the match report <laughs> for that game had he still been co-hosting the show. Just the exasperation. Oh. Yes. oh. The uh, Rabbitohs, 56, defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 16, A and Z, tries two, uh, AJ with a double, Campbell Graham with a double, troll with a double, uh, tries the Masters and uh, Totola, Cameron Murray, Reynolds perfect, uh, 8 of 8 from the boot and a penalty goal, troll with a a, uh, conversion as well, Manly tries the Jet Ski and a double to Garrick, uh, Garrick 2 of 3 conversions. Mm -hmm. Fucking, I can tell you, the story of this season is going to be the fucking absolute fucking lack of depth of this team. I don't want to fucking hate on anyone in general. Well, I do. <laughs> after this, after this game, <laughs> after this game, I fucking uh, directed my uh, Apple TV to uh, to Amazon Prime, where I, I, I saw that once upon a time in Hollywood was on there on the service for streaming. So I queued that up and I fucking love that movie and it was just a great time and it made my night so much better than it had been. And let me tell you, at the end of that movie, spoiler alert, when fucking George Tafua and Tafi Funa, Brad Parker and yes, even Reuben Garrick come into Leonardo DiCaprio's house. I was fucking Brad Pitt smashing their faces into fucking telephones and poles and putting a fucking flamethrower on fucking George Tafua in the swimming pool. And it made me feel a lot better about the whole thing. But the fact that losing fucking players and not having the players to back them up means you get these situations where poor cunt... The only one I feel sorry for in the entire fucking back, you know, four or five, is Tavita Funa. Made his debut this year. He's been pretty good. He was good on the wing. He's playing the centre. He was good in the centre. Fucking put the cunt to fullback. I don't know. I can't remember his entire 20s career and stuff. I don't think he fucking played fullback at any point. Really, he's more of a centre than a winger. Even yeah, you know, they put him in the wing to fucking fill a spot a lot of times. But um, you can't fucking it, learn that position in fucking three training. It's sessions. a very interesting
0: thing you bring up there, because that's what people are finding out now as well. Um, this shit's happening with player managers. Like you saw, Josh Ado Car's been shopped around as a fullback. Yep. <laughs>
1: oh, really? Who's getting him? Is it the Dogs or is it tigers? He was tigers going again? to
0: the Tigers, but apparently that right. was kiboshed because yeah. he was being shopped as a
1: fullback. And it's... Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I guess Dewey's he's, he's fine. Dewey's fine. But he's it's fine, because
0: guess, yeah. player managers are seeing this, that, oh, okay, a, wing- a winger can is interchangeable with a fullback in their head.
1: Josh Adokar, fast as fuck. Wouldn't he be amazing if he had a little bit extra time... With the ball in his hands, before he hit the defensive lines after it kicked outfield, that's the fucking thought process, which is literally one hundredth, if not less, than what goes into fucking fullback. The problem is, Tavita Funa is absolutely zero fault of his own here. Mm. It's not. It's got nothing. He he doesn't. I'm certain he doesn't see himself Mm. as a fullback. I'm certain he has no fucking ambition to be a fullback. But the fact of the matter is, fucking. First two choice fullbacks are fucking both gone. They've tried Garrick a couple of times, conceded a fucking cunt load of points, so he's obviously not an option. And the only other option you've got there is fucking Tafua, who can't even fucking hold down his wing. Yeah. So, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you never, he can't jump. He can't fucking catch a high ball. You would, you know, you would never put him as fullback in your he, He's the, the fuck fucking dreams. healthy
0: Josh Mansour at this point.
1: He's like Josh Mansour with his face still on the fucking cutting room floor. <laughs> like that level, that level of the fucking mm. intensity, mm. really. I mean, he hasn't fucking, he hasn't popped someone for quite some time now, but he'll keep coming in off his wing looking yep. for it. Yeah. Fucking hell. This game made the Rabbitohs look extremely good because there's just an absolutely disconnected fucking back three there. Mm. They have no fucking, like they have no fucking idea how to work together because two of them aren't. Aren't even the third choice in their position in a realistic fucking yeah. day, which is just fucking unfortunate. And then you've got like Brad Parker, who I think out of probably out of every single player in the competition, I feel like that guy extracts every fucking microgram of 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 talent out of his god given talent more than any other player in the game. The problem is his talent level is fucking very low. <laughs> And so, so I got to love the guy for his fucking you know for his, for his you know for, for the mm-hmm. effort, but he's he's, he's not mm-hmm. a great player. So then you go and then you get Suli fucking you know there's a hole there, and all of a sudden you got literally your back five players <laughs> should not play where mm-hmm. they should be, and then you get and then, and then you've got like a, a brand a brand new five eighth in there, and it gets to number seven before you've got someone who's actually should you know, be, you know comfortable in their position, you know forward pack obviously great. But, um, fucking hell, it's just, it's fucking mm. frustrating. But, you know, South's fucking, South's, they took full advantage. I mean, there's some, some, you know, some crazy fucking shit as well. Like, you know, like an eight point try plus the sin bin as well as the mm. eight point try and things. You don't see that too often. Usually it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of one or the other sort of thing. But I mean, try was scored, but, you know, then the Sinbin as well, like fucking needed that like a hole in the mm. head. And, um... And then on and on it fucking goes, and thank thank God now I can just enjoy the Broncos fucking spoon season without worrying about fucking <laughs> will they yeah, or won't they? That's it. <laughs> get into the get into the finals, but um, I I couldn't I, I still feel South are one of the lesser lesser teams in the top eight, and so I don't I don't think that, I don't know if there's too much they can take out of it other than like personal confidence and like feel like they they had a good game. And that kind of thing, it's literally not going to work against any other side. I mean, for fuck's sake, even the even the doggies have got a more settled back three at this point of the season. So they need to be careful. Like I think on on that on yep. that aspect. But um, fucking hell, good window for them. Yep. Alfuna, uh, because he's such a fucking church he got fined for that that uh that Simbinin- eight points. Oh, thing. So it's probably 20 point, 20 points. I think he got, he, he fucking paid, he paid less dollars than he did points on the field for it. <laughs>
0: <obviously>. uh, <laughs> uh, Joel said, manly are playing themselves <laughs> down to the bulldog standard. So they don't accidentally beat them doing all of rugby league a favor and handing Broncos the spoon Verbatim from. them from oh, can I'll, game. I'll recap. tell you, I
1: have, I have full, I have full permission I give them full permission to fucking lose yep. to the doggies in a couple of weeks, and I've and if they do, I hope it's the I hope that's the game that does it because I mean at least that, that's that's one victory that I'll take for the Beautiful. season that we did that them. Beautiful. Death. So I'm very happy, doggies, to win that game. Dan, Oops, please sorry. win it. Proceed. No, Sorry, Dan sir. Dan
0: said been waiting for it to click for Souths, not saying it's because Gags got injured in the warm up, but he is our shittest
1: player. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I mean he's he I mean, yeah. He's a meme at this point, you know, yeah. origin you know, origin gag I so Yeah. Uh,
0: Daniel said, Did Manly ever concede fifty under Barrett? Interesting question.
1: I don't remember, yeah. to be perfectly honest. Maybe. Uh, I don't
0: know. Garth said Obviously, Cust hates DCE as much as the rest of the world. That was pretty fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That was pretty
0: funny. Uh, Sam, the warden, said, Boy, the Tigers really got outclassed tonight. Manly, hold my silver spoon. Old school dig. (laughs) Uh, On a blood buzz, said, Please put a shout out to any uh, Latter-day Saints church members to get in touch. I have a few nominations for missions from the Northern Beaches. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh and uh, at b.43 old ben dunn said manly are going so well dc is wishing he could do a backflip back to the titans he probably fucking is now the little dodgy cunt that's it
1: that's it the warriors 20 oh fuck me this is the thing you want to know which game i was triggered oh, with this round
0: tell me about it now tell we get to it, it.
1: The Warriors 20 defeat the Bulldogs 14 at ANZ. The, uh, the Warriors 20 had a double to Murchie. Uh, Pompey, two of us, a over tries. Uh, two conversions uh, to Cody Nikorima. The Doggies 14 came through tries to Meany, Foran, and William Hoppawate. Meany, one of three conversions. Jesus fucking Christ. These cunts are fucking taking the piss. Last week, they're up by six with not much time to go and they somehow managed to do every fucking thing possible to concede a try immediately and then allow the field position required for a field goal. This week pumping them. They're still up 14-6 and fuck it like within like what like two like two tackles pretty much. And like two tries in and they're down fucking 20 to 14. It yeah. I'll tell you. It's such a frustrating pastime watching this fucking side and watching them get to match-winning leads and expecting them to win to give the Broncos a spoon and then them finding a new and inventive way to fucking exactly. capitulate.
0: It was the simplest of simple things. It and the dogs in this game showed so much promise. Like that try they scored down their left-hand edge was Hmm. fucking textbook. You know, there was it was a little bit of room, a guy's beaten with pace, and all of a sudden, you know, and and it wasn't as if they were clean breaks. They had to work at every single pass. Every single pass had to be spot on. And they were exceptional. But then on the flip side, they were just absolutely fucking unable to shut down the Warriors' right hand side. Yep. You know, Nicarima did exactly what is going to be good for, that little fucking light footed, you know, stepping, keep you guessing, and then all of a sudden take off with pace. Um RTS had the best game that I've seen him have in a long, long, long time, you know, with the suspensions he's had and the injuries and things like that. Yep. But Jesus fucking Christ dogs. At at some stage Learn how to band together. When you've got a lead, learn how to band together and say, okay, we've done this now. We, yep. we need to fucking tackle our way out of this game. That's it. Yep. Do your fucking jobs properly. Hmm. <sighs> uh, Graham said, I guess I'll have to settle for Panthers winning the comp led by M. winning Nathan in the hashtag Yeary of Cleary. Some <laughs> dreams are just too big. <laughs> uh, one Eye tiger said bullduds should be relegated to state cup yes they fucking should uh michael said the bulldogs could make pub footy sides look good i'm a broncos fan and we deserve the spoon these bulldogs just won't give it up that's about the fucking extent yep. of it, that's it. uh at warriors suck balls said that was a gritty win i'm off to buy another jersey <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right they've got a thousand of them you probably haven't got yet <laughs> and uh,
0: at underscore JDHD44 said fuck the Bulldogs fuck the players fuck the coach fuck the fans that is exactly how I feel as well
1: <laughs> the oh god match around the, the Newcastle Knights 12 defeat the Cowboys zero and McDonald Jones the Knights 12 tries to Heimel Hunt and uh, Tuala two of three penalty goals to Ponga uh, after missing both conversions and uh, the Cowboys. Uh, zero. Fucking notton This was an absolute punish of a game to watch, more so than the game that preceded it.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Knights were absolutely territorially and possession-wise, or at least, I don't know, if, you know, you're probably going to tell me a stat that I'm wrong, but it felt like every set, the Knights were rolling down the field and putting on some sort of semblance of attack at the Cowboys' line that they were just you know, desperately somehow mm. repel. And in turn, the Cowboys would get the ball. They'd receive it five meters out from their own line. They'd have a shit of a time trying to get it downfield. They'd barely get to their own 40 before they put in a kick and then the fucking treadmill yeah. begins again. And that's that's, that's pretty accurate whole game in terms
0: like. of the statistical um, measure of territory. Yep. Looking at the...
1: The Cowboys have put some attack yeah. on though. Last fucking last week. Let's yeah. put some attack on. This time, this game though, they literally had nothing, and I don't. It wasn't like the knights. The knights were not this defensive fucking steel wall. That they couldn't they exactly breach. They just had fucking <sighs> nothing. You, you look
0: at the cows, and there's there's a couple of fucking sliding doors moments in this game. That that had it just been somebody looking the other way. Then things could have been very fucking different. So after, after Felt ended up with a ball on a break, gets tackled, yep. Granville scoops it up at a dummy half and goes right. Decides to go yep. right. Where the Knights had fucking defenders all fucking day and his days yep. of beating people with pace or catching someone offside in that Mollie. situation yep. are fucking gone. If he yep. goes left, they had like a fucking 97-man overlap out that side yes later in that same play though no sorry, in that same set they fucked up their fifth tackle absolutely fucked up their yep. fifth tackle went to run it ended up in the hands of forwards absolute fucking capitulation finally cohen hess of all people who's been putting in you can't you know for
1: he had he had a, he he saved this game from that's being a lot worse
0: uh he's ended up with the ball and gone. Well, it's a fucking last tackle, and in rugby league you kick on the last tackle, so I'd better fucking kick this because no yep. other cunt will. Yep. And he's decided to put a kick in, and there was no chase. Like there was literally yep. no chase. It the whole the whole attitude of the cows was pretty fucking piss poor, and then that shows they had the perfect opportunity when Pierce was sin binned right on half time. Yep, they did fuck all with that ten minutes. Absolutely fuck all. As a counterpoint though, then the Knights had a sin bidding later on and they were able to do absolutely fuck all with their 10 minutes as well. It, it yes. really was a fucking cripple fight, this game. Mm. It was. Uh, Benny Dunn said, that game was a visual representation of COVID-19. Cody said, did Newcastle become the Bulldogs? The amount of times a forward has taken a one-up hit up on the fourth is unbelievable. Carleen said, what the fuck? How can the Cowboys play so well one week and so shit the next? It is so tough supporting this team at the moment. I feel you. And Maddie said, to quote the late great Patches O'Houlihan, looks like a bunch of retards trying to fuck a doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> True words have never been spoken.
1: Previews coming up first Thursday night the Parramatta Eels take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. What have we got here for the Eels? New Corey suspended, so he gets replaced by the old man Davey. On the interchange, the Rabbitohs. Gagai returns and replaces Masters, who goes to the reserves. Uh, AJ's out with concussion, replaced by Corey Allen on the wing. And uh, Liam Knight returns from suspension on the bench. And uh, Kurt Dillon out of the 17. Hmm. I'll tell you this, Alex Johnson situation, I do monitor it closely, because, I mean, fucking, he's a good player, to a good loyal player, to be yeah. to be binned. Yep, you know what I mean. And like I believe, and like a, a guy who is a great fucking fullback yeah. <laughs> and a great winger appeals mm-hmm. to me greatly <laughs> because I because I know that we definitely need a winger and the cover would be nice. But
0: uh I'm gonna back. I'm going to back Parramatta here.
1: Gonna, this is a, this is a, t- a, a tough one between two of the lesser ones. I I hope for the Rabbitohs' sake that it wasn't just like yeah. you know fake form last week when they were invited into a contest to look very good. Um, because for the first time this season, or one of the first times this season, Damien mm. Cook looked like yeah. Damien Cook again. And as an as an Origin fan, you know that was that was pleasing. Will he, you know, be able to maintain that against the Eels, who presumably are going to turn up to play? I mean, you know, this this game against the, like you said, the feeling they would have got after this game against Melbourne, you know, a, a rival, one of the top teams in the competition, and you know they they want to bank these sorts of wins to mm. legitimise their claim. But uh, it's just it's you'd go Parramatta because while their form is not amazing at the moment, I, I feel like it's more of a known quantity. Maybe South yeah. have got it together, but we'll, we'll find out, and I'm happy to lose a tip to find out.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Parramatta have this weird knack this year of doing just enough, and, and I, I don't think yeah. South are the team to, to really get up and take it to them, so that's why I'm going to stick with Parramatta.
1: Can I just say, if Parramatta get the grand final, it'll be one of the most unwatchable yeah. fucking grand finals too. Oh. If that narrative prevails, like the just the just enough thing. I think Gutherson crying at going. the end,
0: it'd be pretty fucking tasty.
1: <laughs> well, in that case, they mm. wouldn't do just enough. Correct. They would have done not quite enough. Mm. Or maybe nowhere near enough. <laughs> the Dragons take on the Gold Coast at Net Strata Jubilee. Uh, the Dragons. Jackson Ford returns from suspension to the bench. Billy Britton from injury. And uh, Corbin Sims and is out with a calf injury. Paul Vaughan is suspended.
0: Gonna have to go to the Dragons here.
1: Ty- oh, yeah, sorry, the Titans. Yeah, so uh, Ash Taylor yep. back in after missing last week. So Tanner Boyd to the reserves. Uh, Fonuaiko is suspended, and uh, so Tyrone Peachy comes mm-hmm. into as lock. And uh, Aaron Clark, backup yep. hooker, joins the interchange, and so Mitch Rain goes into oh, no. uh, starting hooker.
0: Yeah, still, I, I can't go past the Dragons here. Just, just based on what the Titans have shown and how badly they'll phase out of games for significant patches. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the Dragons have a reason. You know, they're in that group at 12 points, chasing the Sharks Mm -hmm. on 16.
1: Yes. Yeah, I guess mathematical. That's it. It's a mathematical group. uh, Dragons. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, The Roosters take on the Broncos at the SCG. The Roosters, welcome back, Boyd Cordner. Uh, they welcome back Daniel Tupou, and um, Ikaivalu is mm-hmm. out. Uh, Daniel Fafita is out. Nat Butcher drops yep. the interchange, so Tupou just swaps in yep. with uh, Ikaivalu, who, who was last great day.
0: last week but injured. You know, got absolutely fucking smashed. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can't tip against the Roosters.
1: So, oh, and yeah, the Broncos. Milford's uh, oh, Milford's <laughs> out with a hamstring injury again. That's right, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan comes back and replaces him in the halves. Corey Pakes is and in, in a Hooker Isaac Luke got suspended, and uh, Brody Croft listed on the bench. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like it doesn't fucking exactly. Start. The Roosters are one of those sides. The Roosters, the, the Roosters have. I think they've sa- they've sailed through the worst of their injuries now. They've uh, they've done a great job of covering them, primarily because until the uh, unfortunate injury to to Keary, they pretty much maintain. They maintained their their mm. spine the entire time. Guys are falling yep. dropping off all around them, but their spine remained intact. And the only changes were, you know, uh, Trent playing playing silly buggers and you know like swapping in Lamb and yeah. Flanagan things like that. So yeah, Roosters all day. Uh, the Warriors take on the Knights at uh, Scully Park. So the Warriors, they got uh, Channel Harris devita returns from injury in halfback. Uh, Katoa back from suspension to the second row. Uh, Paul Turner and Isaiah Papali'i are, mm. are dropped to the reserves. Mason Leno replaces Blake Green yes. and did his ACL for the Knights. Takes away the Blake Green revenge game factor. You are know, fucking every Blake Green yeah, exactly. game is a revenge game these days, though. Knights. Yes. Knights yes. to win if they're serious. Because like last week's performance, the Warriors are going to score some points. And uh yeah, 12, 12, The 12 Knights way, have you know, those gigantic fucking wingers to
0: that just seem to, to score every single game. So uh, sorry, the Warriors, not the Knights.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you say we say that even though they've had so many injured yeah, and that's homesick it. wingers as well <laughs> that have that have left. Um Yeah, look, I think the Newcastle Knights, I mean there's, there's more upsides yeah, than Newcastle exactly. likes, let's face it. The Warriors have done well in in the most challenging circumstances any side's ever faced in the history mm-hmm. of competition. However, mm. it's going to be nice. Sharks take on the Cowboys at the Net Strata Jubilee. Matt Moylan is out. Connor Tracy to play in the halves alongside Sean Johnson, Takashi, <laughs> SJ. Braden Trindle out of the squad. Hammond Newell, named a start which he always fucking should because he comes on and instantly has an impact and it's not because people are softened up. I mean, he's mm. just a fucking gun player. Uh, Toby Rudolph goes to lock. Scott Sorensen to the bench. Nakora replaces Talakai in the back row. Um, Cowboys, okay. So Val's back. There you Fuck go. Fuck me. Val, yep, okay. He's, uh, he's back on the wing. Uh mm-hmm. to in the side of center. Taboi Fido and checker out of the side, as is Ben Hampton Jesus. and Jason Tumalolo. Fucking, why even keep reading?
2: <laughs>
1: Bye, Cowboys. <Yeah. laughs> Sharks. I mean, like, like, there's a, there's a lot of reasons to to uh, to like the Sharks' chances in this game, and and they all start yeah. with uh, Jason Tamalolo. Yes, Ben Hampton. <laughs> uh, yeah, out of the side. So, yeah, no, hundred percent. You can't go past the Sharks. They to lock you. The Panthers take on the Tigers. The Panthers stadium. Okay, so kick out suspended. Mm-hmm. Appy's got a calf injury. Uh, Leota starts at prop. Fisher Harris moves to lock. Isaiah go to second row. Billy Burns to the bench. Mitch Kenny and Hooker. Brian Tottenham returns on the wing. Naden moves to the centers. May drops to the bench. Dane Laurie to reserve. And Kurt Capewell named as a reserve as well as he returns from injury. Tigers. Harry Grant's back, so he replaces Little. Josh Reynolds out of the 17, 12 to lock, Eisenhoof to the bench, McCailey starts at prop, Russell Packer out of the squad, Sean Bloor on the interchange. Yeah. Well, Panthers going it. to win. It's a matter of fucking how much. I mean, it's always Tigers. It's the Our Jungle Cup or whatever the fucking piss-panties yep. that don't want to play with each other on Twitter <laughs> in the lead-up. <laughs> yeah,
0: Pen- Penner should win this one comfortably. Um, they've they've shown that they've got a fair mental fortitude this season with the ten game winning streak that they're on, uh, and there's no reason why they should drop it now.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if Benji Marshall is going to get exploited, I mm. mean he's going to get exploited this week. Yep, badly. I mean, just like yeah. Matt Moylan last week. Get ready! Get ready to fucking to to take the length of, uh, exactly. uh, of Liam Martin exactly this week. And,
0: and starters, really, even, even with the know. outs we've got, like Appy out at hooker is massive. That's massive.
1: That is big, and it does coincide with the shittest play um, of the season, pretty much. But
0: but with the other reshuffles we've got, they are legit reshuffles. It's not bringing people in um, or or changing too many things around. It's just players who are familiar with each other moving positions a little bit. So.
1: It should be okay. It's just play, it's play, it's yeah. players. It's players are going back to where they're supposed to That's be from it. from reshuffling yeah. to cover other things. Yeah, thirteen plus. Yeah, Penrith by how many? Uh, Storm take on Mighty Manly Seagulls at Sunshine Coast Stadium. I will tell you what, I saw the downside of fucking Queensland yeah. social distancing. Blah blah. I thought looking at the crowds at those fucking Storm games, I thought there'd be it'd be easy um, to get tickets. Like they got so many, they fucking let so many people in. But I don't know if it's because, you know, these you know, the recent cuts down at the the at the youth jail at Wake Holly to fucking bat or what it is, but it's fucking is it it impossible to get more than one ticket. They say on the, the Ticket Tech page it's like, you know, enter how many tickets you want. Like if you want eight, type yep. eight and then go enter. Yep. Or you type four and go enter. So you do that, and let you go through, but then you go to click yeah, any level nothing. of ticket yeah. and it's a zero or one. And I'm like, fuck's sake, and that was like, you know yeah, when they went on sale too, so I'd say it's a restriction they put in, but um, that's so a bit painful. But um, Storm uh, apparently have uh, Munster and really? and uh, and Smith back. Yep, and Jerome Hughes. Broke Brandon jaw, Smith is gone fuck. probably till probably, till probably till probably finals. You'd you'd think, yeah. Um, Cooper Johns omitted. Uh, Riley Jacks reserves. Jesse Bromwich returns from suspension. Uh, what else we got here? Kenny Bromwich is injured, uh, replaced by Eisenhuth. Marion Sevy replaces mm-hmm. Shandor Earl. And uh, Vetti out of the 17. Manly, I'm not even going to worry about looking at their fucking lineup until 3 p.m. or th- When's this game? Four, is it 4 o'clock Sunday? Yeah. So until 3.05 on Saturday, there's no point looking at this, at this fucking team because, as he's always done his entire history of coaching, Desi's playing fucking games and... Like it's it's pretty transparent fucking game playing, and I don't think Bellamy gives a a, a good goddamn about yeah. what, what he's fucking doing. But it, obviously you've got you got Albert Hopewadi there in eighteen. He's going to play. Is he going to be on the bench? Fucking stupid if he is. I mean, who do you who do you, if you put him on the bench? Mm. Who do you replace? I mean, Lachlan Croker is an absolute fucking plotter who who needs to be fucking thrown off the yes. continental shelf and fed to crabs. But You're not going to put a fucking fullback in to replace him as the guy who gives Mm. a break to the dummy half. You're not going to replace any of these... uh, You're not going to replace either of the props because you need fucking four props. So then that leaves Corey Waddell. So what I would hypothesize is is that on Saturday afternoon at 3.06, you're going to see Hop... It's going to cut down to 19. You're going to have Hoppawati still in 18. You're going to have someone else... Mm -hmm in the 19 I don't know if Miski's going to be in the 19 but fuck me yep. I would come if he was I don't think he's the greatest player in the world at all in fact I've, I think he's been he was great in a trial against East at the start of last year but his actual first grade career not so good I only had one game wasn't great I was at Magic Weekend last when we were with Sam wearing the, the cunt hat um, but if he was in there if Hoppawadi and Miski were 18 and 19 then I'd go great George is getting dropped for fucking Miski yeah is going to fullback, back. Jetski's going to the fucking to to the bench and Foon is going to move into center where he should be. And if that were the case, then you've got a bunch of people who are actually in the positions mm. that they're born to play, which is which is a great thing. They're not going to beat the storm, but at this point I'd love to see this I'd love to see this fucking Hopwade debut and kill it. Manly fans, don't get fucking excited. Because there's no, there's not a -a Hoppawade under this fucking, under, on this earth Mm. that's going to remain at Manly because that's not the Hopawade way. The Hopawade way is to be Manly Juniors, Trump being Manly Juniors, love being Manly Juniors, all the way up until they debut for the club, show how amazing they are, and they get sold off to the highest bidder at the first possible opportunity. (laughs) Or, or go on a fucking mission. And then it gets sold yeah, that's off to the it. highest bidder when they return. William Hopewright, got his fucking great start, you know, and he in, in the in, and he was in the 2011 Grand Final, won a premiership. He won a premiership by virtue of the fact that Wolfman got, had his neck broken in the Battle yeah. of Brookvale a couple of weeks earlier, and therefore he, he had then. He, then he got his became a thing. Got his money, yep. then, you know Went on his mission, yep. Came back. Who's paying the most money? Of course, the yep. dogs are. They pay overs for every Yeah. Go. Boom goes to the dogs. This is going to happen. Believe me. The best case scenario here for Manly is that Albert Hopper Hop- Whitey fucking kills it, and he kills it for five weeks, for five games because that's that's fucking, that's that's literally all that's literally all there is to it. He'll kill it for those games, and then he'll be fucking then he'll go to the dogs or something. So it's taking Believe a long me.
0: time to say Melbourne thirteen right? plus. Yes,
1: but who knows? Maybe not thirteen plus. Maybe Hopper gets a hat trick on debut and you know etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, the Raiders take on the doggies. uh, In Canberra, the Raiders. Okay, so uh, Louis and Papali are named up front after being benched last week. Hudson Young's at lock. Uh, Tarpanet and Sutton bench. uh, Harry Mm and out of the squad. Ungrateful cunts. Uh, And uh, Timoko was named to debut on the interchange. Doggies. Georgialis has been vicious. Baby got a vicious. He's wielded the axe. Avarillo and Suasso Sue gone. Cogger, Remus Smith and Lafay are in the 21, but not mm-hmm. in the 17. Luke Thompson has been rested, they say. But I mean, like, I guess he's yeah. dropped just the same as every other guy. Montoya, center. DWZ, wing. Lewis, the half. Napa, the prop, all coming to the side. Tolman moves to lock. And uh, Josh Jackson, second row. Dory's benched. And uh Renoff Tomaga and Dean Britt mm. on the bench. Georgialis is coaching that side with the gay abandon of a person who knows he only has a couple of weeks yeah, and can that's just it, fucking hey. do what he wants. And I and I, and you know what? I'm fucking here for it. I gotta love a coach that gives guys a chance, watches them lose two heartbreaking fucking games and capitulate in the last you know yep. stages of two games in a row. And yeah. make him fucking pay for doing it. This is a guy that knows yep. he doesn't have any stars in his side. He knows he doesn't have a fucking yep. tomorrow, so he doesn't give a shit. And so he's actually punishing players yeah. who deserve to be punished. I respect it. I respect you, Steve George Alice. I'm here for it. Uh, this is not going to be a trigger mm-hmm. fest of a game this weekend. The uh, Raiders are going to absolutely fuck the dogs yes. up. And we and we're not going to have our heart broken again this week. This is one I've just penciled in as one that the dogs aren't going to mm. give the spoon to the Broncos. Can That's 13 it. Plus. mailbag this week as i scroll through facebook let's see what we've got here i said that with the mailbag i suspect we'll have way too much to talk about and correctly yeah we are coming up on two hours right now so i have to pick the eyes out of it um a lot of them just comments that aren't really things that we can you know, talk about either Like a lot of broncos fans just can't wait to listen they say sarcastically um <clears throat> jack says uh door knocking hopper's house to sell some twill merch
0: ha, ha,
1: ha. Could be done. I've still got that address written down. Um, there you go. But he's a... Fuck, he's a gronk. So, as the story goes... Did, did we talk about this last week on the show or it happened in between? No, it happened in between. Happened in between. So, so uh, Hop... So, Hopawati, uh John hopawadi gets on his Instagram account, which is now locked. I wish I had a fucking hit follow before he locked it, but, you know, not to be. But there was an article about... Uh, it, that's right. This was on Saturday night. So, like there's in the post conference, someone asked him, "You're going to bring Hopawati back from the the Warriors?" And he's like, "And he was just sort of non-committal. Like, I don't know. You know, we'll we'll see what we do." Yep. The news turned that into, "We will not re- recall Albert Hopewadi." To which John Hopewadi puts that on his Instagram and he's like, "Oh, we don't want to fucking come back anyway," or something like that. Jesus. And so, pe- so people, so people like, "Calm down, calm down, John." And he's like, "Oh, you fucking internet fucking tick." You know, tough guy. I'm at fucking one thirty Eagle View fucking drive Minto. Fucking you come and come and fucking see me, cunt. You know, like he's just loose, loose as shit, right? Uh, <laughs> Which is it was it was funny watching him day drinking at like fucking seven a.m. or something, mm. just going nuts on the Instagram. Fuck but yeah. um, <laughs> so anyway, fast forward to yesterday, day before, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yep. And and so manly have. In the interim period, after he uh, <laughs> melted down on Instagram and locked it, they recalled him. So the back page of the Daily Telegraph Sport, massive manly logo with Brookvale Oval in the background, giant picture of Albert Hopper Whitey standing, you know, doing the two fingers like this. You can see me doing it on the on the thing, yep. right? And the article says, well, the headline says. Better than Bradman. Oh God! And then there's a quote in there uh, attributed to fucking who's attributed to recruitment guru Peter O'Sullivan that says Hopper is the best player in that age group. And then you've got uh, Tommy Turbo says he's a freak of a player. He's going to be awesome. So that article's on Hopper's Instagram now, and he's and he's um his caption is. Media is full of crap as always. He ain't better than Bradman Best. How does a kid who's done nothing get the back page? Hashtag media are full of F wits.
0: So <laughs> hang on, Who quote, whose quote was that?
1: John Hopowate.
0: About his kid? Yes. There you go.
1: Is there, is there a more fucking cooked cunt at this stage of the game <laughs> <laughs> oh. than John? Than, than, you know, than, you got to respect him for...
0: Sticking by his, uh, I don't know, his morals.
1: What morals? The ones that fucking give me to put two of the best up fucking. That's it. But that, whoever that North Queensland Cowboys player's asshole was. That's it. And look, I'm not saying like, look, look, like, just let me just nip this shit in the bud. Throwing a couple of fingers up somewhere to the concerning, concerning partner. There's no problem with that, at all. Just not, not, not It's not time and place in the football field. <laughs> Nice. Uh, There's a lot of Bronco shit um, Like Jordan he said So the Broncos are advertising for a new CEO on Seek First twill team soon perhaps mm. To which I replied I wish that Stepdad would show more ambition If he wants to ride train wrecks into the ground Why not get paid to do it
0: That is very funny uh, What a fucking train wreck That that would be my all time goat fucking We've just seen
1: over wreck. the last decade There are no repercussions for mm. senior management yeah, exactly, I could run in that place with,
0: to- uh, with impunity. So
1: you, could do, you could do very well financially for yourself. Yeah. Plus, we'd have access to all the fucking whinging Broncos players that we could we could ever dream of. Correct. Um, a couple, a lot of this stuff we sort of covered in the show. Unfortunately, follows. Um, fuck me, like literally, like all these things are things that we would probably because I read them and you know sort of in the back of the mind. So I bring them up and talk about them while we're actually uh, mm. doing it. Um, Trent says, uh, so how does Sir- so, oh, hang on, let me just try and decipher this into English. Mm-hmm. So is, I guess it's Des, is Des seriously picking Albert hopper wide day eh? while well, as an 18th man as a reaction to his dad's social media dummy spit? The kid is good, but, uh, Des had obviously decided to hold him back, but at the threat of leaving all plans are shelved. First sign Des is losing control. May as well hand the keys of manly to Hopper senior. Hmm. No, this is, the thing is, Des, Des knows as well as anyone else that, that as I said, Hopawade's are for sale to the highest bidder the second that the market is open. Yes. The market's not open on Albert Hopawade yet because he's coming off like two ACLs and he hasn't ever fucking played against men. Mm. Like, you know, he was he was a gun for New South Wales and he was a gun for Manly you know, when he was a kid, you know, yep. younger, yep. two years ago, but he hasn't fucking played against men. He hasn't proved, he's an unproven quantity. Yes. He can prove himself in the next couple of weeks. Set the market value. Manly will then make an offer as to what the, they what they think is a fair price for him, with the very very limited amount of experience he has. Mm-hmm. And clubs like the Bulldogs will double that, and that's yeah. where he'll go. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 what that's what happens. Yep. Uh, Michael said so this week we could hit three hours before finishing out the Broncos. Look, I've got to say. You know, we talk about you know not feeling sorry for Broncos and everything, but I mean, you know, seeing the comments from uh, from the Broncos fans and stuff uh, that listen to the show, they're obviously a higher class of Broncos fans than the regular rank and file that we don't associate with. Yes, but um, I do feel sorry. I not I don't feel sorry, but I feel I feel kind of impressed, somewhat at the way that you guys have mostly taken it in pretty good humor. It's very unlike a very unBronco like behavior. A yes, Bronco it is. Fan-like behavior. It is. So it just once again just leads me to believe that we have a uh, much higher class mm-hmm. of listener mm-hmm. than uh, than the general Broncos populace.
2: Mm.
1: Tipping King Kong still on top. I paraphrase Training Day. No one has shit on King Kong, although they did peg him back a little bit. He had a two-point lead this week. It's only one ninety-four, and then we go one point back to. Uh, Benny89, uh, fucking let me just zoom that in a little bit. That's, my screenshot is way too small and it's not really rendering at the size that's readable. There we go. JBB uh, is also there, tied for second. Matt, tied for second. We go one back and we've got Andy, nightmare, on a mm. blood buzz. And back one more, sneaky, ki- sneaky kiwi, east west Arabian swamp echidnas, and cowboy rounds out the top 10. So that's it for episode 365 thanks for listening everyone as always you can interact with us on twitter so follow twi league our facebook community lives at hashtag twill nation get in there if you can great community good folks as i just mentioned talking about the broncos fans that are actually can take shit in good humor the address the direct link is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash twill nation we're also on facebook.com forward slash this week in league hit the like button share the post around help spread the good word and uh if you'd like to support the show easiest way is to drop us a rating and a review on apple Podcasts. and if you want to go the extra mile our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up at any time for only $3.99 a month we had an itunes review this week that i loved uh, the title is phenomenal podcast five stars from uh sts bend js so however that works <laughs> A podcast filled with hilarious anecdotes surrounding the lives of hosts Nate and Jay. As a long-time Bulldog supporter, the pair's ability to breathe life into an otherwise uneventful few years of NRL NRL speaks volumes to the boys' comedic analysis and engaging narratives. I found myself week in, week out waiting eagerly for this episode to drop and find this podcast to be one of the few pieces of content to contain soul and genuine character. I cannot recommend this podcast enough from Jay's Tales of Sexual, Furry, Enlightenment. Today's delusional <laughs> views on DCE. Six stars. Oh. That is a fucking great review. I love it.
0: And every word of it's true.
1: <laughs>
0: DCE's a fuckwit.
1: Yeah, oh, that's that's extremely unfair. He's a fucking ornament to the game. A fucking <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful young man and uh, ambassador. Clean skin. Tremendous player. <clears throat> Outstanding human, and all that. <laughs> and uh, oh, I just want to say, Terry, quickly in the mailbag, I got something for you too, sir. But um, you just got—I just—I need to cross my T's and dot my eyes before I get it to you. Nice. But uh, it's going to be sensational. I spent about an hour on it this afternoon, and then I realized when I realized it was true, my hypothesis was proven to be true uh, through scientific research. I uh, now have to go back and make sure to double, double check the scientific research. But um, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Again, welcome new listeners. Feel free to join join the Facebook group if you're, uh, if you're on there. Follow us on Twitter if you're on there. But uh, get amongst it. That's it. And we'll see you next week. Later.